0: Welcome back to episode two of the Awake podcast. Again, I'm your host, Michael O'Neill, co-founder of Awake. I'm delighted to have you all here with us this morning. But before we get into this week's show, I just think it's very important that we just thank anyone that has tuned in or listened or subscribed to the podcast and also the Instagram and Facebook page. It's, it's a very exciting time for us and obviously the company is, is still in its infancy however we are as keen and obsessed as ever to make this work so just again thank you for all the shares the likes the comments and yeah let's let's move on with the show so in listening to this show what we aim to do is we aim to improve ourselves. it's it's in the same entity as the awake brand but the podcast as we discussed last week is more the more of a, a life hack type thing more of a sure and best practice or creating a toolkit so to speak in the becoming a better version of you because again if we improve one percent every single day on who we are we will become hugely different in terms of where we started in the beginning it actually makes me think about a quote uh, of michael jordan obviously the most famous basketball player to ever live when he was asked you know how, how did he get to this level how did he how did he how did he become an icon rather than just a sports person? He's kind of what McGregor has done for UFC. He's he stepped outside that he's become an entity in itself. Michael Jordan was one of the the originators of this thing, the original the original lineup of of people that was globally recognised, you know, as big in China as they are in Ireland, you know. Um, when he was asked about how he got this level, how he got so good, he told the story about how, you know, Michael Jordan wasn't even picked for his high school basketball team. He failed to make the cut. And when they and again when faced with this adversity and was faced with this setback, most people, you know, they they fall to the wayside, they become deterred from, from chasing what was obviously a bigger goal and he obviously seen this as something that he would he would step around or or run through rather than go the opposite direction. So When when I asked you how he got to the level he was at now, he said he simply demanded more from himself more from himself today than he did yesterday, and I think that's that that, that's that's it in itself. You know, that's that one percent extra every day. That's that you know the extra setup, the extra round in the in the CrossFit circuit, the extra round in the box, and the extra you know ten penalty kicks. You try to take the extra whatever it may be that you do, just do more of it than you did the day before and as a byproduct you should see yourself drastically increase maybe not overnight but if you do that every day for a year, every day for two years, three, four, whatever you you get where I'm going with it and again like last week the Tony Robbins quote you know most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in five to ten years I think that's true and it's something that I've thought massively a lot about over the last few days because we not essentially or isolated off from society, and uh, or we're we're supposedly meant to be um isolated off from society due to the coronavirus, and it's not something I wanted to talk about on the podcast because so many people in every podcast I listen to myself at the minute seems to be coronavirus centered. I want this to be a separate entity to it and something that's that's quite more positive. And you'll get that once we go into the actual content of what the podcast is going to be about, but. Um, in terms of when I was thinking about this, in terms of, so we're isolated off for 12 weeks here, we can't ultimately, within this time period, focus on ourselves and improve who we are in that time period. You know, we could use this as the, I guess, the, I don't, I'm sorry, let me rephrase this. We will never probably have an opportunity like this to fix so many people with damaged mental health or suffering from depression or anxiety or stress worry or are caught up in um, are caught up in you know hatred towards themselves hatred towards your body appearance body dysmorphia whatever you know we, we, we have a real good chance of I don't want to say fixing I want to say getting on the right path or getting on the right journey to, to, to correct this because when else can be. When else would we have this level of time to dedicate towards ourselves? Now, I I spoke about this with my partner and she's, you know, she brought up the, the, she was playing devil's advocate and stated that, yes, but it's the people that are on their own now that are suffering from mental health issues that could deteriorate and it could go worse, which I wholeheartedly agree on. But at the same time, it's like anything. We, we, it depends what way you frame the picture. You could look at it that way you could look at it. Okay, so, so the people that are suffering with mental health issues, you know, again, not behind the door about it. I, I have my own issues with mental health and my own issues with depression, but it is something I constantly work on daily and every day. And I've now had more time to do that. And I think if we had more people, as I say, sharing the podcast, looking into it online, sharing, you know, telling friends, telling, you know, well, not just go, oh, go for a run or posting up a load of numbers on Facebook. You know, if you're in, if you're in need of help, you know, if you need to speak to someone, call this number. Because to be honest, I think when, when somebody's at the real bottomless pit of despair, the last thing they're doing is looking at Facebook for your Auntie Betty's uh, screenshot that she put up six months ago about the numbers. And I know so much we do and so much we say in society has dragged up about us getting likes and is getting, getting shares. And it, it needs to be more than that. We need to see this as a real opportunity to fix society. Now, I know it's easier said than done, but I believe if we all meet it with the same level of willingness to change, I think we can do it. If we run about and go, oh, that's impossible. What a stupid comment. How could you fix yourself in a time of isolation? It's going to be the opposite of that. Well, if we had if we had that idea about anything, we wouldn't have anything in society. It can't be done. It couldn't be done. It's ridiculous. But again the, the people that are saying that are the people that's not going to help anyone suffering with any sort of issues you know we, again they the, the relate it back to quite a telescope, but nonetheless you know you, sh- you shoot for the moon you might land on a star or something along those lines of it and okay again we're not saying these people have to cure themselves in say the 12 weeks but we're saying they're at least on a path to doing something in that time period they're at least you know, two, three, four, five steps into the process then, and on a journey of rediscovering who they are. As I say, isolation can be seen as a negative or can be seen as a positive. It's like anything. It's how we, we reframe it. And I, I said about five minutes ago, it's something that has given myself more of an opportunity to work on different areas of my own well-being. And we will talk about some of the different things I've done in doing that. But the game we can talk all we want we can talk about these things all we want but what are we going to get from it if all we do is talk i showed the kevin hart video last week saying well, there's not a lot he says something along the lines of there's not a lot that he hates except people that talk and don't do you know how often do you hear people saying ah oh, see when i get this the game's going to change see when i do this oh i can't wait to marry this girl i can't wait to go to see this film i can't wait to do this i'm gonna i'm gonna get a six pack i'm gonna get this car i'm gonna buy this house i'm gonna do this it's all talk just show up with it done what about see what i just did instead of see what i'm gonna do and sometimes it's okay to to say what you're going to do but then you have to frame it as in could do or should do and that's I'm I'm currently reading the book at the moment, The Chimp Paradox, and it's something that's featured quite heavily in it. You know, there's different parts of the brain that frame questions to you. So when you're talking about doing something, it's either a shoot or a code. And within say, uh, the parietal lobe of the brain, as far as I'm, if I can remember correctly, I'm only I'm only about five chapters into it. But in the parietal lobe, there's different parts of it that I, as I say, frame questions easier for you to set you up so that if you don't do it, you're not as hurt. Essentially. So again, if you say. Yeah, I could join a gym or I should join a gym. I'm going to join a gym. You know, just look at how that one word changes that. I could or I should. Then again, you frame that in the I will, but you get where I'm going with it here. You know, with a, with a great opportunity, you know, i am hearing the term 12 weeks thrown about of isolation or of this, this clampdown on the coronavirus to try and, you know, reduce the spread of it? If that's the length of time we have, that's the length of time boxers have getting ready for, a pretty big fights so the likes of anthony joshua going into one of his fights has a 12-week camp and in that 12-week camp he will work on his mind with sports psychologists he will work on his weight and nutrition obviously with a nutritionist he will work on his his his, his ability to do things with his coach his ability to to maneuver and, and ultimately work out a game plan and he will work with all these people and work on all these different parts of his body and parts of his mind body and soul and I think if we relate it back to the Anthony Joshua and Ruiz fight when Ruiz stopped Anthony Joshua and again to anybody that's not into boxing you still probably can follow follow the story but to anyone that's not Anthony Joshua is the golden boy of boxing or was slash is depending on who you ask he went to New York for his debut now Anthony Joshua at this stage I think was 21 fights in had knocked out possibly 19 or 20 of them to win and was coming to be America to break America now to try and get all the belts he has four out of the five heavyweight belts and he was fighting this guy this guy was a real thug big baby Miller big big guy and um, loud mouth in the press conference pushed Joshua and on, insulted his mum all this stuff um, and about I think it was like a month before the fight uh, big Baby Miller tested positive for steroids and banned substances so at last minute Joshua got a replacement the replacement was an extremely overweight Mexican called Andy Ruiz Jr who wasn't known largely to the casual fans in boxing but nonetheless the the, the insiders in the game and the people that watch boxing knew that Ruiz is an extremely decorated amateur boxer and it's always worrying when you, when you come up against a puncher like Anthony Joshua that's known for being on the front foot and usually fighting people his own height, when you get someone smaller, with faster hands, it, it can be extremely difficult. But anyway, everyone expected him to blow Ruiz out of the water, and to move on, unify the division, blah, 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 get where I'm going with it. Anthony Joshua knocked down Ruiz for the first time in his career, and I think it was like round three or something, now again... I'm off on a tangent, so the rounds, and this could be wrong, but the facts remain. So Anthony Joshua knocks down Ruiz in the third round. After a cagey opening a couple of rounds of Joshua just trying to find his feet, knocks down Ruiz with a beautiful left hook, uppercut, or uppercut, left hook. And um Ruiz goes down. Ruiz gets up and throws what has been called by all a punch from the gods. Joshua came in trying to essentially finish him. You know, this would be this was his American debut, finish the fight, and yeah he got caught himself Ruby's really, caught him on the temple and joshua never recovered and subsequently get knocked down four times before the fight was stopped now joshua just lost all his belts to someone that nobody thought could even hold his his jack strap is a very american term but i'm going to use it anyway because you know you understand where i'm going with it um he lost the fight to to someone that he, he wasn't supposed to I think that's 10 times worse than I'm getting beat by someone that, that, you know, if he got beat by Fury or Wilder, you know, at least he's going, maybe even in his own head, he's like, ah, well, you know, it was always a possibility. Whereas the the Ruiz, it it wasn't meant to happen, that wasn't written in the stars, so to speak. But he did anyway, he lost, and he went away, and in the contract that he had with Andy Ruiz Jr., he was like, right, you have an automatic rematch clause, which Josh, obviously, being the champion, he was able to put in the contract to say if he got beat, that he would be able to call for an automatic rematch. But after such an embarrassing defeat, do you do that? And obviously, time told the story of that, and he did. But where I'm leading back to this is, how much of that work he done for the rematch against Ruiz, do you think was psychological and in the brain? I think the majority of them. We know he went away and he brought in um, another trainer, Angel Fernandez, who kind of worked a bit more Bit more closely in terms of angles and distances than Joshua normally would. Joshua's kind of ah, defensive European style, whereas, as I say, he was brought into a more footwork kind of thing with uh, Angel Fernandez. But I think for me, and again, it, it's not very well documented, but it's the mindset that when you're built up to that level of being the best in the world and you're beat by somebody you're not meant to be beat against, and it wasn't just a fluke beating, he, he got royal and truly demolished you know there hasn't re- I haven't really seen one happen like that in quite some time uh, against someone that wasn't meant to lose but he came back and obviously won the fight in Saudi Arabia against Andy Ruiz and got all his belts back but that takes real perseverance from a main standpoint you know we, we we were so focused on bodies and oh he trains like an animal or she trains like an animal or they have to win I've seen them and train they're phenomenal but it's their mind when they get into that ring. It's their mind when they get into that cage. And it's the same with with anything you yourself do daily. It's how you look at it. It's how you frame it. It's exactly what we were talking about with the mental health in Northern Ireland at the minute. It's it's just how you look at it. We know there's a problem there. We now are talking and communicating more about it. And I'm genuinely seeing a difference in myself. And I, and I said this to my partner's mother at one stage there, we were talking about the girl shawzi Shankle, and i remember back in the day everyone used to take the piss and say she was just that and the other and laugh and blah 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 but i remember just one of the days not too long ago going into one of the videos and somebody writing essentially "Look, this girl is clearly not well granted you know she may be under the influence of many things but there's there's trauma there in that brain and that brain is not functioning the way that a normal brain is meant to so therefore you know if for example God forbid she done anything and took her life. Would all of a sudden would everyone be writing, you know, be kind all over Facebook? But we need to get to these people and get to these things before it gets to that stage. Because the last thing we want to lose is any more lives. It's and I know it's deemed as a very selfish thing to take your lives, but there's there's many opportunities we have to intervene in that. If we can be, you've no idea how you looking and smiling at somebody and saying hello in a shop can make someone's day. And I know we are all wrapped up in our own minds, in our own society, in our own little bubble. But just remember, you know, the maybe the bill we're worrying about, or we're thinking about what we're having for dinner, or oh no, it's my it's my, my granny's birthday, and I haven't got anything yet. All these really, my analogies are terrible, and I'm trying to think on the spot of different things going wrong. Just shows you where my mind's at. But um, the person walking next to you in Tesco's could genuinely be considering suicide could genuinely be that depressed that they had to force themselves out of the shop you know these are all different things that we 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 have a saying we have a pardon we're in a society where back in the day going by dunbar's number which i believe is 150 the perfect number of people that should live in a population is 150, any more than that. And you can't really recall their names. It becomes strangers. It's not a f- as, as family-orientated and it can't be as controlled as easily. So if we go by Dunbar's number 150, you know, how many people live in Northern Ireland in close proximity to each other? It's, it's absolutely insane. Not to mention the people that could be listening to this from around the world in places like New York, because I Because I got a few crazy listens last week from uh, different countries, which is exciting and it just shows where we're going with the podcast and what we aim to do, but how you react to people and how you treat people in this world, it's simple, it's okay changing your wallpaper on Facebook to be kind, but are you kind? Are you being kind to the people who need you to be kind? It's no. There's no point in saying be kind because, and, I, and there was even a meme floating about about it, you know, all these girls writing be kind, this, that and the other, and but yet you're the, they're the biggest bully that anyone's ever met and I'd seen a few beings of the, along this nature and again, you know, if I look at this from a spiritual point of view we all have a past, we all have things we've done that we aren't happy about and that we maybe are ashamed of um, but these people are nonetheless possibly one week you know, maybe, excuse the language kicking the fuck out of people in nightclubs but yet are putting up be kind and, and all that's here for a like so it, it's, it's hypocritical, it's disgusting and I think that in society now we need to step away from it We need to step away from it. We've become too integrated with technology in too short a space that we don't really know how to use it yet. When you look at the amount of suicides in young girls there is that can be directly correlated to when Facebook and Instagram, etc. became popular to the masses, that's just shocking in itself. But we don't know how to use it. Our brains are 40,000 years old, but we've only had technology for... I don't know how long I've had Facebook 20 years. I don't even know if I've had it 20 years. I don't know. That, that, the the 40,000 years for the brain is definitely true. I don't know about the terms of Facebook. So if you look at how long we've had to adjust the weather, um, communication, creativity, inspiration, all these different things that our mind is got accustomed to has happened over 40,000 years. Yet all of a sudden we've thrust one of the biggest creations in the world, technology, onto it. Man, okay, here's what you do with it. The brain is so. Or the technology is so young to the brain to understand it, it. It can't grasp what do I do with this? And again, and again, like the bullying last week. When you think about bullying twenty, thirty years ago, the person got a break in the house. But now nah, it's twenty four hours a day because of technology. It's just something to think about. And to be honest, I haven't even technically started the podcast yet. This has been the longest introduction of all time. Um, but yeah, it was all because I said it wasn't a about coronavirus, but. Look, yes, thanks everybody that has listened to the podcast last week. It's been exciting. It's been emotional. Um, and it's something that's going to change over the next couple of weeks too, to be honest, and probably coming months. It's it's something I'm going to do regardless of what's going on in my life or what's going on in the world. You know, if, if, if I'm in a bunker in a few months under the ground and it's the end of the world, I shall be still aiming to get this podcast out on Podbean and Apple Music. Um which was the other big thing happened this week we got on the Apple iTunes which is fucking it doesn't get any better than that you know I put up the McGregor I mean baby we did it you know and it's a big thing for me it's five years in the, five years procrastinating to finally do a podcast and it's here um, so yeah just ultimately thanks so much for listening to the podcast Thanks for making the choice to try and make a better version of you. I know a lot of people have listened to the podcast and chose to listen to the podcast to support myself and Demi and to support the business, which is again brilliant. But to anybody out there that is listening for a perspective of changing and becoming a better version of you, thank you. I make up my sole goal every week now to find new things, to try new things, to read new books, to read new podcasts, to search the internet, to try and find things that are going to help us become better versions of ourselves and that ultimately is it yeah Yeah. um the people that the people that have listened in in support of myself and Dami, i would just like to say listen thank you for doing that but take into account if you're going to dip off in terms of not listening and whatnot think of someone that you could maybe benefit from it maybe it's a family member that struggles with mental health and wants to get better maybe it's someone that just is maybe in the fitness world it makes wee hacks here and there to become better versions of them you know I had one of my friends who's a, a personal trainer messaged me about the cold showers and said he'd done it this morning and screamed the house down and um, and that's it, it's all about changing you know if you're in a certain energy change that, that's what the cold showers is too if you don't like it from a spiritual point I gave you all the, the factual benefits of it last week but from a spiritual standpoint if you're in an extremely bad aggressive mood or you're unfocused, or you can't just get your mind to settle down. You've made things racing. Get in the shower, ice cold. Stand in there. I guarantee you, you will not be thinking about the stress and the pain that you were just thinking about. And I also guarantee you, you'll come out of it with a different energy. And that's what it's about. It's all, it's all energies and bandwidths in the world. That's all we are: is energies and bandwidths. And you know yourself, like we can, we 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 can, we are we are in control of who we are. Same with the happiness. We choose to be happy. Because if somebody says something that annoys us, and we get annoyed and let that annoy us all day, we choose to let that annoy us. We can look at it from, okay, we can look at it, we'll, we'll try this one. We can look at it from our frontal lobe, which is the human, which is logic. Okay, Tammy said this to me, it really annoyed me. And, but I know deep down she didn't mean it. She was probably just agitated. And in a way, I guess she was right far enough, boom, that's it, put to the side, we move forward, second way we look at it, we look at it from the limbic brain, and the limbic brain is the animalistic one that we've had for 40,000 years that is very primitive, it only runs off emotion and aggression and jumping to conclusions, there's no facts, it just rushes in, okay so Danny says I don't agree with, we jump down our throat, boom, and the one thing about the limbic brain is it's four times quicker than the frontal lobe, so when you jump in, you argue with someone and then you later on go, why did I do that? What I would always say, if you could always just take two seconds to think of one thing and this has really helped me and again, I took this out of the book I'm reading. If you're arguing with someone or if you're doing something, ask yourself just before you do it or ask yourself after it and this will give you the true answer. Do I want to be arguing with that person? Maybe it's your partner. Do I want to be annoying? You know, I'll use my partners. Do I want to be annoying Demi? Do I want to be fighting with them? And the answer to the 10 times is no. So why are you doing it? You're letting the emotional, animalistic, part of your brain decide what's going on, and it's and it's that's a, that's a part of the brain that's built up of insecurity, that's built up of trying to protect you from being hurt. So it just fires on all cylinders. So ask yourself the question next time you feel yourself being dragged into something, or maybe you feel your temper going and you're you're starting somewhere waiting on somebody and they're 20 minutes late and they get there and before they've had a chance to speak you jump down their throat just before you do ask yourself do i want to fight with this person do i want to and it's massively worked for me so try and take that on board um (laughs) i guess we can start the podcast today is the 21st i believe and i actually started thinking about the concept of this podcast I started thinking about it last week, actually, and because uh, it's something I, I focus on daily. And it's actually the, the topic of happiness. And believe it or not, yesterday was World Happiness Day. What is the coincidence that this is not some crazy segue where I have, like, everything's tailored and interlinked. But I guess if you believe in, like, a collective unconscious, maybe I did know that. Somewhere, maybe, maybe somewhere I picked that up, my brain had actually held it. Um, but yeah, World Happiness Day yesterday, so happy belated World Happiness Day, I guess and i'm just going to talk around the topic of it it could be very it could be very rough around the edges a bit like the podcast but you know what i think i think we'll find our feet with it and i think we'll find where we're going with it and what we aim to do if you well i don't mean know what that voice was but before before i spiral off again i just want to say i want this podcast to be something you put in your ears you go about doing your shopping you go about doing your washing your work you throw on and it's just a load of thoughts take out of it what you can the main reason i wanted to start a podcast was because i would listened listen to three four hours of a joe rogan one and get maybe three really good bits of information and I, don't get me wrong i love joe rogan he's one of the one of the top podcasters i listen to and i think the guy's an absolute credit um, and, and a really good example of a father and a role model um but fuck, where was i going with it nice, but you like yeah, sorry. So in terms of listening to a three-hour podcast and get three nuggets of information and then you're going, is there not a podcast I can listen to where I just kind of get facts, but it's done in a quicker way, but not just bullet points. But there's a wee bit of rationale about it and I can then go with my partner at the end of the day, have a good topic about something, start a conversation. Because I had a nice toyed with the idea of the podcast being things to talk about at a dinner party and I would be centralised around, as I say, so the topic of happiness and I'll give you a load of facts and figures about happiness in a minute and you're at a dinner party. You start talking about happiness. You can come across a bit intellectual. You can learn something, which again feeds the brain, feeds you, develops you, gives you confidence, helps you feed into becoming a better version of you. You see where I'm going with everything now. So, so, yeah. So happiness. I guess before we can we can jump into what happiness is, we we need to know the definition. Not that I don't think anybody listening to this knows what happiness is, but the definition in the dictionary of happiness. Is defined as a state of well-being or intentment what's it like to think at some point all of us have been you know fingers crossed i hope there's nobody listening to this that has never never smiled or never had a you know a, a pedal of happiness in their life but but if you, if you just want to try something with me here i would just like if you could if you're listening to this through through your earphones and you're not in a room full of people which again be really weird you were listening to this in a room full of people just close your eyes for me and think back to your time when you were overwhelmingly happy okay give you a moment just think of a time when you were overwhelmingly happy now how does it look again keep your eyes closed how does it look is it sunny is it maybe windy you can hear a bit of a wind maybe the wind is making the letterbox go is there a dog barking in the distance What's the smells that are in there you know is it a memory from your younger and you can smell maybe your dad's aftershave or your mum's perfume or maybe your mum's cooking and there's a certain scent in the air you know we can we can trace these back these are all stored in our parietal lobes so we can definitely chase these back so think of a really really happy time okay what was it no, i'm just going i can't hear you you can hear me um so look we know from this and my, my exercise of you doing this is one I wanted to put you into a state of happiness uh, to reinforce that you could be there, but also to show that there's many different versions of happiness to many different people. You know, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is the birth of my newborn daughter Darcy. Um, who is subsequently in isolation here with us, which is a really bad thing to be born, which can't go and see anybody. Nobody knows what she looks like, um, other than pictures from Skype. But that was that was the that was the the image that I had, or the the, the video playing in my head when I was thinking about that, when I was coming up with the concept of this was the birth of my child. There, the, I've never quite felt an experience like it. I've never there was music playing. There was a family member. You know, my partner's sister helped deliver Darcy and was the main midwife through doing so, you know, I had my partner there that I'm madly in love with and then I was graded into the world by the most beautiful little thing that I could ever imagine. I cried, she cried, you know, we all cried together but yet I, I've never felt a more magical and connected feeling to the universe, it's, th- th- there was nothing like it so so that's mine and obviously yours will be different, you know, somebody's may have been listening to this, all oh, the time I got a personal best on my bench press or it could be the time we fucking hooked up with guys from Jordy Shore when he came to the nightclub in Belfast it could be anything, and that's what I'm saying, so there's many things that make us happy um, but these are glimpses and moments of happiness these are, these are flutters if you look at the grand scheme of time so as much as we want happiness, we want the longer, more beautiful state, sorry a longer form of happiness and more like a long term beautiful state of happiness. So, what, is, what does that look like and how do we achieve it? You know, if we look to the Japanese, Japanese actually believe they have a formula for happiness Ikigao, which again, my Japanese is slightly rusty, but I don't know the translation, but I'm able to tell you what the formula for Ikigao actually is. Um give me two seconds. Yeah, so the formula essentially is it's if you look at this, you have ickigow in the middle, if you can close your eyes to imagine this, and you have four circles around it that all interlink. So the four circles that and all, all in turn for you to be in a more beautiful state, a more fulfilled state, you have to be ticking all these boxes. So you have to be doing something you love. Something the world needs. That was number two. Something that pays well and something you're good at and as i say the japanese believe that if if you are if you're in all these circles or you're taking all these boxes so to speak you'll be in a state of bliss or fulfillment and again happiness in different cultures is crazy you know so in, in some eastern eastern cultures they don't they don't look for happiness like us. they don't purposely chase happiness or chase betterment because they see that as almost bad luck go looking for it they, they believe it's something that should be bestowed upon you you don't go and chase it that's almost being I guess in a form of greed if you look at it that way but um yeah that, that's just a gal and it, it's something to take away from you know how many of those boxes do you have ticked in your life I guess for me that's why myself and my partner started awake to, to tick those boxes you know something that the money is the last one and the money will come you know I've always said you uh, whether it be my children or, or myself or whatever, become the best at what you're. Or sorry, find out what you love doing. Become the best at it, and everything else will follow suit. Because if you're better, if you're passionate about something, that will always shine through brighter. You know, I have had different careers in my life, and some of them at the start, I wasn't good thing. I wasn't good at things like speaking or you know doing seminars or whatever. What I later went on to do, I. I had to rely on my ability to adapt and to do these things, you know? So, yeah, so, so just to move on from the, the Ikigao, which is, as I say, something worth worth taking into account, that, uh, as I say, Eastern cultures are different than Western cultures. Um, but again, ours is more, I guess, associated with wealth. But again, we'll get into that, we'll get into that. I'm running off on tangents here. Heads everywhere, for too many coffees today. But yeah, so, Talking in the talking in the perspective that yesterday was World Happiness Day. So to anyone that doesn't know, interesting fact, interesting takeaway, an interesting one for you to share with the partner, share with the family, share over breakfast, dinner, lunch. There's actually a World Happiness Report, which is a collective body of people that I guess uh, question and tally the results and a sensing rate countryness countries based on happiness, which when I, when I found that I was crazy. Now it wasn't, it wasn't uh, when I was doing a deep dive deep day for this dep- for the episode. Um, I'd heard it previously before, but I still at that point went. This is crazy, you know. Countries based on happiness of the people. But what I even found even more amazing was the actual results for, it. so five. Of the top ten are Nordic countries. Your Finland, your Iceland, your Greenland, etc. How crazy is that? That leads me to believe now. Obviously, then the confirmation bias comes in yet, but that leads me to believe. What What are they doing that we can share best practice with that we can change what we're doing? So you have Finland, which is number one, and the craziest thing about it is too. These Nordic countries have the highest taxes to the government of anywhere in the world. But it's it, it's the way they go about their life in these places. They believe that, I'll give you an example, um, their social life is just as important as their work life. If you were leaving work an hour early to go to the gym get you a personal training session your, comp- or session, your company would almost encourage that. Because they're like, yes, you're looking after you. In the long run, a healthier you is a better you in the workplace and we all know a healthier happier version of you will always be more productive when we're we're unresponsive and we're not happy what are we doing we're on facebook we're on our phone we're trying to pass the time until we get out of work that's that's the opposite of happiness but yet so many of us you know we run about doing that on a daily basis but um the, the 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 report which rates happiness across the world is built up of six different metrics or six different areas of questions that these different people from different countries get asked so it's based on income healthy life expectancy social support freedom trust and generosity so um i guess if we look at what some people think in terms of wealth when we think of wealth so America has had one of its most f- uh, prosperous financial years in two thousand nineteen. Yet they have dropped on the World Happiness reports. So, in a way, would dictate that wealth does not buy happiness. Or again, is it because it's a capitalist society where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer? And um, so yes, as much as America's money has went up, they've went down in happiness. That's because the top the top one percent have ninety nine percent of the money. Worth thinking about. Definitely worth thinking about. Um Yeah, I th- I think I think we've rambled on for enough about about the subject of happiness and about I, I guess about what we could use these twelve weeks for from a mental health perspective. But it's we're under the podcast now of the main reason that I wanted to start it was the was the was the life hack or I've actually renamed it, so it's actually just gonna be named as a tool for the toolkit that I'm gonna give you, the toolkit, sorry. Um, so the toolkit will be used as an analogy. So you'll have a mental health toolkit that we will discuss every week. Every week we will put a different tool into it. Now very like an actual real life toolkit, there will be certain tools for certain jobs. And there will also be certain tools that you will use more frequent than others. So it, it's quite fitting. And today's one is actually... Today's one's a meditation one. Now before anybody jumps down my throat or oh, I don't do that meditation stuff. It's, it's one that I've done now, Grant that I've only done it twice now, I've done it yesterday and today. It's one that I feel if you try and you understand the method behind the guy that's doing it, you will definitely see a benefit. And remember, what's the worst that can happen from trying these things? You waste 15 minutes of your life trying to better yourself. Or you could just sit on Instagram for 15 minutes and fill your head full of dopamine's that oh, are kind of like empty carbs. Or no, what's the one? Yeah, turn it. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so spend 15 minutes, try this out, see how you feel after it. Very like the cold charge again. Lots of people tried it, we had the feedback and I can guarantee you lots of people didn't try it. But again, I know there's people that listen to this to support us. and I know there's people listening to this to grow. At some stage, we will all be on a journey where we all realize we want to grow. It could be now. There's there's people on that journey now, or there's people just about to take the first step on that journey to to become a better version of themselves, and there's people that will not be ready for five years, people will not be ready for six months, people not be ready for ten years. I think how it happens is you get caught up living in life, you get caught up in this, you get caught up in this this mirage or what we're t- society tells us life is you find a girl, you get find a girl, guy, whatever, you get married, you have kids, you get a good job, you go to the gym, you eat, sleep, repeat, blah, 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 run run, and then eventually, 10 years of your life have went past, you go, what? there's no meaning, there's no fulfillment there. Yes, there's lots of things that have happened in that time We have made me happy. I've had a kid, they've had their birthdays, I've had anniversaries, I've married, i went on holiday. Yes, those are loads of individual moments of happiness. But do you not feel slightly robbed when you know there are people out there that are living in a constant state of fulfillment and happiness all the time why would you sacrifice that for the sake of again not wanting to take the first steps on that journey towards self-betterment or self-fulfillment as I say guys we're only looking at one percent per day better here and by trying one of these tools out every week I guarantee you you will eventually find a tool that works for the job with you now these are things I'm doing all of them now so I'm doing the cold shower every day and have been and to be honest I don't, I think I talked about it last week, and it says there's days where I actually enjoyed it, and I do always. I never come out of it going, why did I do that ever? And that's including the last month when I've done it for about two or three weeks, and then even now, but every time before I get on it, especially this time, I don't remember as much the last month when I'd done it, but this time I've really went. Fuck! I could do without this, but again, that's the part of the brain where we're trying to hardwire to go. I I can do this. It's easy. Or, okay, it's hard. Yeah, let's fucking get in. If I tell you again, that's how sure you're getting in. That's what we need to chase. That's the thing. We don't, you know, how many of you, is, uh, again, off on a tangent, but how many of us go to the gym and they maybe say they're going to do 14 sets of something or 14 reps of something, sorry, and they lift the weight and go, fuck, that's than I thought it was going to be. Well, we'll do 10. Our brain is built in a way to protect us from harm and hurt and to get away and escape when there's danger. That's what it does. You, you don't negotiate with your brain. If you've said you're doing 14, you're doing 14. If you've made the commitment and said, I'm going to try that ice shower thing, fucking try it. Excuse the an angry, just fucking go for it. Because what is the worst that can happen? Answer me that. And that's part of CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy. Think of the literal worst thing that can happen from you having a cold shower. Your balls shrink. Your cock shrinks, whatever. That's the worst thing that's going to happen. Is that, is that bad? And again, obviously that's... Not aimed at girls, or well, listen, whatever, take whatever you want. But the worst thing is gonna happen in cold showers, you get cold. The best thing that's gonna happen, you're gonna go, fucking hell, that just changed my energy. I'm ready to go now. There's been a few days this week where I've actually used it, where I've actually used it to. Get, can it give me energy? I was I was working really hard this week and I was coming home and I think it was about four or five. I was just drained. I've been flat out all day. I was working on my own. I was doing a hole outside and um I sat in the sofa and I was just like, I'm fucking knackered. And I just went right, okay, do you know what to do? Let's try it. Let's try this as almost like instead of a red bull, we're going to have a cold shower. And I came out of that cold shower and I was ready for anything. I think on one of the occasions I actually went and done 10k directly after it. That's that's the beauty of what I'm talking about. Everyone can take something away from this. That is a tool. I now, I now know that when I'm feeling slightly tired or slightly grumpy or whatever the story may be, that I can jump in a cold shower and that totally resets my energy, resets my mood, and gets me perked up. That's, you know, that's brilliant in itself, you know, but um, just give me two seconds here. I've actually, just got um, just gonna end the podcast in a second or two i've actually got a few questions as well that got asked of me um oh shit, I, find this. I got a few questions that got asked of me on instagram and on facebook i put out a i put out a story the other day asking had anybody got any suggestions or anything they wanted to talk through um i don't think we're gonna have the time for it now i understand this is um no, nope. i I'm really, really sorry about that. Um, yeah. So we're back. Just had a short, short intermission. Though I couldn't find the actual, the last thing I wanted to read out to you. So it's actually, it's actually called the Paradoxal Commandments, and I just thought it was really powerful to end the podcast on. So, I'll I'll start off like this. People are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you are successful, you will win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Honesty and frankness make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank anyway. The biggest men and women with the biggest ideas can be shot down by the smallest men and women with the smallest minds. Think big anyway. People favour underdogs, but follow only top dogs. Fight for a few underdogs anyway. What you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. Build anyway. People really need help, but may attack you if you help them. Help them anyway. Give the world the best you have and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you have anyway. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. and Tune in next week. It's been emotional really really embarrassingly forgot to tell you what the tool is for the toolkit so again apologies it's only our second podcast we're still finding our feet. the tool this week as i said was meditation not to take too long into because we have officially ended the podcast and this is us restarting it to tell you but it is called the Wim Hof meditation it's on YouTube, it lasts around 14 minutes if I'm correct. If you find the video and it's around 14 minutes, that's the one. Wim, W-I-N, space, F. And as I said, try the meditation. It focuses a lot on holding your breath, which again is slightly more difficult. But again, I think you'll find that that's more interesting because It feels like you're doing something. A lot of meditation is sit there, feel still, be one with the body. Try this one. And again, in a few weeks, we'll maybe actually talk about the character of Wim Hof. Interesting fella. Have a good week, guys. Try the meditation on YouTube, Wim Hof. Meditation. Thank you.